Do you need a landscaping job tackled? Keen Landscaping is a family-owned and operated full-service landscaping company based in Dallas, Texas. Anything from property restoration and tree pruning or removal to landscape design, construction, and installation, Keen covers it all. They're also the official landscape company of the Dallas Stars. Learn more at KeenLandscaping.com. Again, that's K-E-A-N-E Landscaping.com. Welcome to Parker's MMA Show. If you want to learn about all things going down in the fight world, you've come to the right place. Each episode, your host, Parker Keen, will take a deeper dive into the always entertaining world of sanctioned fist fighting. Now here's your host, Parker Keen. All right, Parker's MMA Show, episode 63. Uh, we have another very special guest this, this episode, uh, Landry Ward. He is a 3-0 lightweight out of Fort Worth, Texas. He is coming off a huge second-round knockout at XKO 49, one of the hottest lightweight prospects in Texas. Parker, go ahead. Yeah, that that was something I noticed being live at the fight. It's like you had the biggest crowd. They were all going fucking crazy when you were in there fighting. And I totally agree. That's something you need, especially as a young fighter coming up through the ranks. So, um, all right, my next question, what what is your most challenging thing about living the life of a, of a professional fighter? Probably the most challenging thing is just the the daily grind, day in, day out, you know, waking up. 5, 6 a.m. in the morning, going to sleep, you know, late at night, 10, 11, 12, doing it day in, day out, putting my body through the ringer. But as challenging as it is, I wouldn't have it any other way, and I absolutely love it. So it's challenging in one aspect that you can wake up some days and your body's like, damn, I'm drained. But your mind's just like, we, we got a bigger purpose, so let's, uh, you know, that, that's just outside factor that doesn't really matter. Yeah, I, lo- I love the fighter lifestyle. I love being dedicated and working my ass off to get what I get and go get these wins in front of sold out venues like I have. So things are challenging, but they're also just fun and I love, <laughs> I live for it. So to add on to that, what are some things that you implement into your daily life to help you recover, you know, and like you said, embrace that grind and get, get through every day and every week? Yeah. Uh, I like, keep my body recovered i love stretching a lot and then i just just signed with a sponsor a body like prs system it's a recovery massage therapy place down in florida where i'm training now so uh you know that's huge for me going there at least once a week to try to get those aches and pains out then going to stretching is huge for me as well probably stretch like 20 30 minutes before practice another 10 or 15 after practice that uh, that's huge for me that I've noticed will uh, relieve my aches and pains and help me go to sleep and finish finish the day feeling loose. Awesome. Um, so let's transition here. Obviously, you're coming off a good 2020. Um, going into 2021, what are some of your goals for this upcoming year? Uh, my goal is to have my next fight with LFA, next two to four fights with LFA, get some finishes there. And hopefully by uh, mid to late 2022, I can get a fill-in call or that contender series call. Awesome. Uh, all right, let's talk a little bit outside of fighting. Any passions outside of fighting or hobbies that you enjoy, you know, when you're not training or, you know, not in the fight game? Yeah, hobbies I enjoy are definitely fishing. And whenever I can, find a friend with some land or something, go hunting. But fishing for sure, that's a... Uh, 
that takes my mind off fighting, you know, just being on the water. It's a good feeling. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you got my number now, so you can hit me up anytime you want to go hunting. Um, I'm so <laughs> down. I'm so down. Whenever I'm back in Texas, I'm ready to go kill All some right. hogs or something. We'll go get you an Axis deer and some hogs. All right. Um, so my next question here, Landry, um, what what does it mean to you to be a mixed martial artist? What does it mean to me? That's a good question. I, I never, never really thought with being a mixed martial artist meant to me. I, I guess I kind of just think of myself as a fighter. You know, some people are very in tune with the, I'm a martial artist, you know, like the, the bowing and stuff like that. I'm not never taking it to a point as you know being like that i just i really love competition competition has been in my life since i was four or five years old and i feel like mixed martial arts and fighting is the most pure form of competition there is and so to me being a mixed martial artist is just living the life i want to live being able to compete day in and day out and try to prove I'm the best in the world at something means a lot to me. For sure. So you're obviously a younger guy in the sport. Is there anyone that you look up to or you draw inspiration from, you know, their career and what they've done in the sport? Yeah. Uh, obviously one of them is going to be Connor. You know, <laughs> when he first started out, I wasn't, I uh, wasn't too big of a fan of him. And then I started yeah. studying, studying, yeah. <laughs> That's the man right there. Then I started studying yes, his mindset. Is. And uh, when I really sat down and studied his mindset and just the absolute 100% belief that this man had in himself, and uh, he preaches the law of attraction, and that's something that I had to sit sit down and study too. You, you manifest your destiny, and when you put the work in and 100% believe in everything you do and you do everything right, you know, you can you can work things into reality. You can speak things into reality. And, yeah, he uh, he put that visualization and that, that hard work into me, too. That uh, gave me that gave me a mentorship in that, I guess you can say. That's awesome. All right, this is another one I ask a lot of these guys, a lot of fighters. Um, what is the biggest issue you see with modern-day MMA, and what would your solution to that problem be? Biggest issue I see. Biggest issue, I think there's two, probably the eye pokes and judging. And mm -hmm. for judging, I talked about this a while back with one of my, my coaches and training partners. I think they should have X fighters, but I know you get you get to a point where some of them were in a gym with other people with other people that could possibly be fighting and right. you get that you get that problem, but this should be somebody who has experience in martial arts. There should be some requirement you had. You should have had have to competed at at least like one or one to five professional fights um, in your in your life because these people who never fought before could be judging it solely based on something that you know they have no idea. If somebody's in a bad position, they could think they're in a good position because they're not taking any damage or something like that. But really, they're being controlled. They've never felt that. So this should be judging wise, it should be somebody who's had professional competition in their life. Then the eye pokes, man, that's such a that's such a hard one because the 
I know Trevor Whitman has those gloves that uh, him and Gaethje keep talking about that round yeah. the fingers out. But I don't know. I would yeah. have to feel it to see how that felt grappling with it. Yeah, that open that open finger glove is uh it's one that you just gotta <laughs> just gotta hope to avoid. I got one more for you. What are your thoughts on the calf kick? We've been we've met, Billy and I have talked that to death the last couple of weeks after the Connor fight. Um, what are your thoughts on that and how it affects MMA as a whole? Oh, the calf kick is an insanely deadly weapon. I, uh, I remember I was like two years in, into training and I went down to Florida for the first time to train with these guys. And I trained with this, he was a Cuban wrestler, but he had been training MMA for like, I don't know, however many years, a lot more than me. And this dude threw some lightning fast kicks and he kept kicking my calf. This is like three, this is like three years ago. You know, you never saw calf kicks. And after like the third one, I was like, dude, what the, like, that's shutting my, that's shutting my leg down right here. Had, had to like try to switch stances and stuff going with them. So since then I was like, that's a deadly kick. And now you see it here well, two, three years later and it's heavily implemented. It, it is a game changer. You know, the, yeah. you get kicked in the leg, you, your quad's a big muscle. You have a lot of room for that blood to expand. You get kicked in the calf. It's just that 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 long that wide of uh, muscle for that blood to expand and fill up and it'll completely shut that calf muscle down so it's uh it's heavily utilized and it's also hard to block because you can turn your shin out a little bit but if you don't turn it far enough out the foot still wraps around and if it's already banged up just that little bit of the foot wrapping around will you know cause some more swelling and inflammation in there as well so yeah it's a, it's a great tool Connor having that heavy on his front foot boxing style stance opening right up to it in the fight. Yeah. All right, Billy. So obviously Landry, we're, we're into the technique talk. So I have to, <laughs> I have to ask you about your time at Sanford MMA, you know, down there with Henry hoofed. I mean, you know, a, a, a monster monster camp in MMA right now. What was your experience like and kind of what what's at least one main thing that you learned from your time doing camp there? One main thing. I mean, first of all, it's just an amazing experience. Like being able to walk in that gym day in and day out, training around the world class level competition that's in there is just it, it's humbling and it, it's insane to me. You know, I, I walked in there back in October not knowing anybody, sat down with Henry Hooked. He said, give me a week tryout. Did my week tryout. Thankfully, they liked what they saw and brought me in. And, man, everybody in there is like family. Like, my, my first day there, nobody knew who I was. I don't know. You know, Ong Song, uh, he won championship. Won championship. He is the first guy to come up and introduce himself, shake your hand. Awesome. You know, Chandler, Gilbert Burns, all these guys are right behind him. Uh, and new, by the way. But yeah, it's just, it's an amazing experience going in there. All the coaches are very team oriented and care about every single fighter in there. You know, I could tell that just the first day in there, they, they pay attention to everybody. There's all these guys on the mat from your first pro fight guys up to, you know, UFC champions, ex UFC champions, and they're looking at everybody, helping everybody out. Um, I think a big, big thing you get there is just, it's a team environment. Everybody's there for each other. There's no egos. Uh, you don't get better in a room full of egos. And, you know, that's a, that's a humbling thing and a good thing to experience when you're around all these high-level guys. So, obviously, Landry is someone who, you know, 
didn't was not a lifelong martial artist like you said more of a fighter when you were first getting into this did you gravitate more towards grappling or striking when you first started out yeah so when i first started out uh, my my coach he didn't he didn't uh, want to let me have my first competition be a fight so i just did jujitsu and wrestled for a little bit so like i had two or three jujitsu competitions before I had an MMA fight, but I was still like doing kickboxing training. But I don't even think he let me spar till after like six, like five or six months of training. So started out grappling more, but as I started to get add striking into the regiment, I I really fell in love with that. So uh, yeah, I would say striking is probably my main love. But you know, I I also love to grapple. It's not it's not like I don't like it. Striking is just. Striking is what came nat- more natural to me, I-, I would say. Do you think that's the best possible route for an aspiring you know, young MMA fighter? I've seen a lot of guys who take their amateur first amateur fights and you know maybe they're they hit the pads hard or they spar hard. But at the end of the day, they're white belts on the mat and they end up getting arm barred or choked out just because guys in their first amateur MMA fight are usually, you know, purple belt and up level. Um, do you think that that is the right way to do it? Or do you think it's possible to really not grapple and just basically be a banger with takedown defense and win amateur fights? Um, well, in my case, my first fight was against a wrestler. So uh, definitely needed, needed that grappling. I, I, I think you definitely need that, that grappling and to do at least like two, two days a week of jujitsu before, like for a few few plus months if you're going to have your first fight but uh to up and coming fighters i would say you know try to start wrestling as early as possible wrestling is as y'all probably know following the sport is everybody says that's that's the base you need to have and it's so true if you go up against a elite wrestler it's a whole nother world a whole nother level of, of grinding and if you if you get to start that grind out early that will be a huge step step ahead you have a competition of guys who didn't do that so i would say hammer hammer wrestling as early as possible (laughs) yeah what what would you say to the people who think like obviously you talked about what happens when you come up against an elite wrestler we've seen it right we've seen habib you've probably seen it in the gym more than any of us with michael chandler right (laughs) you know guys who wrestled their whole life who from day one, they were on the mats wrestling. What do you say to the people who say you really can't close that gap and you're better off just trying to beat them in the striking game because you're never going to, you're never even going to get close to them in wrestling. I would say, don't, I would say, don't look at it like that. You have to try to, you have to try to close that gap. Don't, uh, don't put that limitation on yourself that there's no way you're going to close it. You got to keep hammering it, put the work in to try to close it. And then, if you feel like striking is your best option, then keep working on that too. But never, don't put, don't count yourself out that you can't close that gap. Look at, look at Max Holloway. Max Holloway, I don't, I don't think that any wrestling before he started training, he said he learned striking from <laughs> playing the UFC game, and that guy has some of the best takedown defense I've ever seen. You know, he's he's not a guy who puts limitations on himself. If you're somebody who puts limitations on yourself, you're probably in the wrong sport to begin with. So. Uh, yeah, that that would never cross my mind, and if you're a fighter, that thought should never cross your mind. George St. Pierre is another one as re- as yep. well. No formal wrestling yeah. uh, experience, <laughs> the, and I think he did okay MMA. in the UFC. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, what? I don't think he did too good. Best <laughs> MMA. How dare you? Are, Not are on you this really, podcast, Landry. Really How dare you? Wrestler. Arguably <laughs> the best MMA wrestler there's been. Yeah. I guess him and Khabib. Let's see if they fight. <laughs> what is your dream fight, Landry? What like like you know all the stars cross. You get to pick your venue, your city, your opponent. What does that look like for you? Oh, headline in Jerry's world against Connor. Hell Jones. yeah. Hell yeah. To, that's what I'm talking that about. You know, as a as a guy I looked up to since I started, so you know, work till your idols become your rivals. That would be a that would be a dream come true, especially headlining AT&T Stadium with uh you got Pat Green playing I like Texas as I'm walking out. Hell yeah. That's uh that's the vision right there. Try to make that happen one day. That's so giving me chills. <laughs> <laughs> As we're on the journey to that vision, right, you talked about your goals. You said two to four fights in LFA, and then you want to, 2022, you want to get a short notice UFC call or a contender series call. We've seen a lot of guys take that route. I mean, LFA has basically become the AAA baseball for the UFC these days, right? Is that squarely your focus? I want to get to LFA. I want to get to the UFC. Or is there an idea in your head that if, Bellator, one of these overseas promotions, comes with a big offer, a good offer, looking for a guy like Landry Ward, I would entertain that, even if it's maybe a little bit longer to get to the UFC. Uh, the, U- the UFC is my goal. Uh, the UFC is where I want to be. Um, uh, yeah, One of my managers, I was talking to him, he said, when you get to a certain point, you got to sit down and uh, think, are you a prize fighter? Do you want to fight in a smaller promotion like Bellator or something, or do you want to wait and try to be a UFC fighter. And I was like, I'm going I'm to make UFC happen. So, you know, getting to the UFC and getting UFC gold wrapped around my waist is the goal. That's the vision. And uh, that's what I see happening. That's what I'm going to make happen. So, if When that day happens, when, when we see that Landry Ward walk out to the UFC, can we get the damn Texas flag around you? I know they're really sticklers about it and they don't, like let you do state flags normally but for the lone star kid i mean come on Dan, yeah. can we get the texas flag listen i if they if they try not to let me i think i'm gonna have to sneak one in or something <laughs> because yeah i i've definitely pictured myself walking out in the ufc with a texas flag wrapped around me there's that's yeah that i've seen that too many times for them to not let me walk out with that flag <laughs> so if they have to find me or something, they, they might have to find me, but uh, I got to walk out with that flag wrapped around me. Maybe get you like a double XL cup and we could just stuff it in there. You pull it out right before you're in the tunnel. What do you think about that idea? Hey, however I got to get it in there, it's coming in there. Hey, Landry, this one's free because you're only XKO, but as soon as you get that UFC call, man, these ideas are not free anymore. I'm going to start charging. All right, that's fair. Hopefully it's in All the right. budget. So I got, we do this, we started doing this with a lot of our fighters. We get a lot of funny responses. So I got rapid fire questions. This is going to come out around Valentine's Day. So I got some Valentine's Day rapid fire questions for Landry Ward, up and coming lightweight, hottest lightweight prospect in Texas. But before I do that, Landry, tell the people where to find you, any shout outs you got, uh, anything you need the people to hear before we get to your rapid fire. (laughs) Uh, follow me on Instagram at Lone Star Kid MMA. Also got a website that I'm selling hats. I got hats, shirts. Uh, yeah, coming out yeah. with some more more clothing as well. LoneStarKidMMA.com. 
support the brand. Really appreciate that. Um, shout out to all my teammates and coaches at Sanford MMA. My coach, Dieter Navarro, who I still work with. I've been, been with since the beginning. One of the best striking coaches in the game, too. Mixing him and Henry Hook, that, uh, that takes my game to another level. But, and shout out to all my family and friends who support me. You know, uh, like you said, you heard them screaming at the fight. You know, yeah. that, that, mean, that means the world to me. And, uh, you know, shout out to everybody for the support. Really appreciate it. All right, Landry, are you ready for this? Rapid fire. Uh, I hope so. All right. First question. Your favorite candy, chocolate, or sweet? Probably a Kit Kat. Kit Kat. There we go. All right. Favorite romantic comedy or romantic movie? Romantic comedy. Uh, damn. I don't know why this is the first movie that came to my head, but Fifty First Dates. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Where was your first kiss? I think I was. <laughs> I was in like a a first grade classroom. If that if that counts, if that counts. <laughs> I'll take early, it. But... I'll take it. What is something other than fighting that you truly love? My family. And then the final question, Landry, that what the people have been waiting to hear, do you have a Valentine this year? <laughs> I do not. The game. You heard it here first, ladies. <laughs> the game Marcus is my MMA Valentine. show. Landry Ward, single. <laughs> Guy's got two knockouts and three pro fights. Get it, get it while it's hot. Look, Landry. <laughs> Can't tell you how much we appreciate this. Can't tell you how much we appreciate you coming on the show, taking the time out of your day. Um, Parker and I are, are so excited to see you on this career and on this journey. Um, can't wait for more knockouts. You get some, you know, if you can work in some submissions, I'm the wrestling jujitsu guy, so I tend to like that kind of thing too. Hey, but, they're coming. Hey, I really, really appreciate it, Landry. This was a lot of fun. Hey, thank yeah, you. Yeah, brother, what? Yeah, for sure. We'll catch you maybe before your next fight or after. We, like Billy said, we appreciate the, the time. I really enjoyed watching you fight the other night. Uh, I texted Billy right away saying, hey, this kid's going to be so something special. we got to get this dude on the podcast. So we'll be keeping an eye on you. Uh, if you need us to shout stuff out for you, we'll make it happen. We'll post your website and stuff and hopefully get you some hats and T-shirts bought. So, uh, all right, brother. Until next time we talk to you. Yeah. Yes, sir. Appreciate Thank you all for having Good me night. on now. Texas Trees is the premier tree care company in the DFW area. Whether you need basic maintenance or specialized services, when it comes to trees, we've got you covered. Pruning, chipping, bracing, and cabling, even root barriers and disease control, we do it all. And if you aren't sure what you need, we have certified arborists on staff to point you in the right direction. Visit us at NorthTexasTrees.net. That's NorthTexasTrees.net. Thanks for listening to Parker's MMA Show. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and visit ParkerKeensMMAShow.Podbean.com for additional information on Parker and to stay up to date on the latest drama in the fight world. For more information and important links about today's episode, check out the show notes.